How do you learn who you really are? It's not found in books. It's found on the battlefield. What's up, warriors? Welcome back. Battlefield of the Mind, except today we're going to rock in a very fun way. I got Scott Ragsdale with me from Rags Party of Five. And uh, today we're going to get into some life experience stuff. We're going to get into shit you should have learned already from doing it the hard way. So that way you guys can pay attention to the lesson you missed already. So, Scott, welcome to the Battlefield of the Mind, brother. I'm hey. excited to get you in, man. Hey, I'm, hey I got boots in the sand. I'm ready to go. I've been, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> yeah, let's I'm, do I'm glad to be here. Now, this is something that we're going to go out. We're, let's start out strong because you said okay. we have a passionate topic that you want to get into. Let's get into the topic for step parents. Now, some people are like, oh, don't get me started. And on the other side, they're like, please, somebody recognize what I'm doing here. So, right. so give me your $10, not your two cents. I want all the money on your take for like, hey, recognize this with your step parents, good ones and bad ones. Yeah, uh, the good ones. Well, you know, I, I want to start with the good ones because the good ones is it's a role that um, it's an honorable role. And and I say that is because, you know, once you become a step parent and this is just my opinion, once you become a step parent, you're instantly an outsider. And the one thing I believe with that in being a step parent is that they're not going to love you. They're not going to like you. They're going to accept you because their mom and their dad does. You've got to earn their trust. And I I believe once you earn that trust, the rest just falls into place. And, and, and that and, and that's a good part of it. You know, it's 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 good for me being a step parent because I had to walk that I had to walk that trail. I did. Um I had to tell them, you replace somebody, you got a dad. You've got a father. You honor that relationship. You honor that father. Um, what happened between your mom and your dad, it's not, it's not my fault. I'd have nothing to do with it. You know, but me and your mom, you know, we, we kind of like each other. And so, you know, um, I just think that, uh, that trust needs to be earned first. And, uh, now that's a good side of it. You know, the bad side of it is, is that, you know, here's the kids talking about, you know, talk about feeling left out. You know, when you, when we get together as a family and it's weird because it's happened with Amy and I and our kids are kind of grown. So, you know, they have all these memories, you know, Amy has all the memories with her kids. I got these memories with my kids. So her and her kids tell jokes and I'm sitting there like, you know, kind of like the, the mop in the corner. I'm like, yeah, that's funny. What the hell is she talking about? And then same thing with us. So, you know, um, you know, it, it, it does have its ups and downs, but I will tell you this. Um, it's one of the greatest titles I've ever had. It's a tough job, man. How many, how many stepkids do you have? We have, I have two, I have two, two. and uh, yeah, I have two. And then, um, Amy has three. So I have three from a previous marriage and Amy has two from, from, a, from, a, from her previous marriage. And, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit tougher, I think. For parents to live at, for the kids to still live at home, because here's this new dad, mm-hmm. you know, they're not calling me dad or they're not calling her mom, 
but here's this new person that is, where's my dad at? You know, from the ages where they can kind of understand stuff from like three to, you know, the teenage years, you know, because when the kids get teenagers, man, them kids just get psychotically crazy. But so I think, (laughs) I mean, they go through this time warp. I'm like, uh, are you really human? But um, yeah, so from being at home, um, I think it's tougher for the step parent role uh, if there's kids who still live um, in the house. Um, but again, bottom line, once that damn trust is built, it's smooth sailing for, for the part of it. So that's a good part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a well, good part of it. It's a tough thing for the measurement. So I got three teenage girls. Um, I'm stepdad for each. And so right. I've got a 17, 16, 13. And boy, do girls not make it easy for you. And uh, I've been around for a handful of years now. And let's just say the trust thing and the earned thing and the volunteer element of a step parent, this is moms and dads. It's a tough gig. I'm going to push one direction real quick. If you have a volunteer parent, you have a step parent that came into the picture, they love you so much. And you know what? I'm going to say something a little fucked up, but I hope that people get it. Bringing a bunch of kids that somebody else made for you to raise is not a benefit at first. Mm-mm. It's baggage it's at not. first. It Raising is. another person's people is not like you should love my kids or else. It's like, hold on. You're bringing baggage. You got to slow down, <laughs> slow down. You're taking a large draw from my resources for people that aren't even mine. Hold right your horses. That. This is a volunteer job with a lot. Of, <laughs> Hell yeah, lot, you're right about that. Yeah, that's a lot of take, and you'll be rewarded with way less recognition. They will not respect you. They will try to pit us against each other. They will do all kinds of bullshit, and you also have to contend with all my wounds from their the, their parent, their other Spot side. On. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you got to deal with all the damage I'm going to put on you from their shit and pending if they're the asshole or not, their shit too. <laughs> so right for, that. for all the step parents who are out there, if you are not given maximum recognition to the, the, the honor that this person has sacrificed for you and your people and the bullshit of all your baggage that they took on because they love you that much, you better get you a thank you car on the way home or something because this person gave their life for all of your lives and the mistakes from your past lives. And you're not going to appreciate them. Listen, make sure every day you get real appreciative. You don't get (laughs) up. Go ahead. I agree with that. Yeah. And you know, to, 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 to hone in on that four months ago, I was at a gas station and this woman is pulling up to this. I'm out there pumping gas. And, and this is one of our videos, TikTok videos that went viral. And um, if I wasn't a calm person, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. Um, but I was pumping gas and I hear this car pull up and this woman is like, rah, 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 and I thought she's screaming on the telephone. Well, she pulls up and I still hear her just going crazy she gets out and i hear her slam the door and she says and you're not even my real child i sat there for a second 
And I said, are you having a bad day? She said, it's none of your business. And, and, I, and re- I, I looked into the back seat, and here's this kid, 10, 11 years old, like this with a head down. I said, well, it must not have been that bad. Um, talking to that person in the back seat like that, she said, it's none of your fucking business. Well, you just made it my business. You just made my business. And she got pissed off and left. But, you know, a role is a magnificent role. But you have to build a relationship with each one of those children that are involved in that relationship and to demoralize a 10 or 12 year old, 10 to 12 year old child, you know, that's not even your child. You know, I, uh, I came home and I was fired up. I mean, I, Amy said, what's wrong with you? I said, listen, just listen. And, uh, uh, it, it, it was tough for her to, you know, it was tough for her to, Tough for me to hear that woman talk to that child like that, um, being in that step parent role. So, you know, I just believe that, um, uh, it's a hard relationship. You know, if, if, if Amy came, if I came to Amy with three children, that's not just my relationship that she has to build on. Those are three individual relationships with three individual opinions and three individual personalities that she has to build that trust up with. And um, fortunate and lucky for us, it's worked out well. (laughs) So. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Warrior, thank you so much for being a part of the information that we have. And you're part of our story as we are a part of yours. It's very much an honor to be able to connect with each other. If you want to know more or you want to get started with working with me or working with our warriors so that you can begin your path to authenticity, strength, leadership, and accountability, this is the way. Together, we are way stronger. Now you get to choose. Do you go forward or keep doing what you've always done? If you stay where you're at, hey, click on some of the stuff and follow what it is. We got motivational stuff. We've got podcasts. We've got more things. Just subscribe and do the stuff and we'll keep you updated. But if you want to start going in, start jumping into what our programs offer and start your journey and being the hero in your own story. Yeah, it's a bummer to me when I watch uh, this kind of stuff where people who are um, not healthy get into relationships and then they pass their curses on to children. And this kid didn't ask for this lady to be in his life or her life. Right. He's a little, I don't right. know if it was a boy or a girl in the back seat. It was this a boy. Kid, mm-hmm. He didn't ask. He didn't ask for this. And so here he is now. And this is where, like, I do push into where, like, I look at society's push. Um, ladies, you wanted the equality. You wanted a voice. You wanted to be in charge. You wanted to be able to have power. You want all these things. And then now that you have it, this is what you're doing? You got the microphone, right. and now you're going to go ahead and beat the crap out of a 10-year-old little boy. Yeah. If you guys don't remember, being under 10 is hard. Being a teenager, hard. I don't think you guys remember how much that sucked. In fact, the reason you're probably an asshole that kid is because it was probably hard for you, too. Mm-hmm. And then here you are, passing on a generational curse from a bloodline that's not even his because you don't have the awareness enough to take a damn deep breath. I mean, yeah, I, and I mean, 
the way she was screaming at that child coming down to the gas station. I mean, I was, I, I thought, like I said, I thought she was talking to in, in her car mic on her car phone. Yeah. I just, now, you now know, another, some, another part of the some people don't need that damn title. Here's where it gets tricky. And this is why I have a hard time with societal setup at the moment. And we're in a really weird transition phase, which is why I'm probably noticing a lot more, men's rights activists are becoming women like women are the ones who are going hey hey hey, ladies whoa chill the fuck out you're right um because exactly because what would you have done if this was a dude who was tearing into a 10 year old just not even his kid and he's just just tearing in would you still have had the same restraint and he tells you it's not your none of your fucking business would you still have had the same restraint if that was a guy you know, that's a good point, you know, because, you know, there's that barrier of strength and overpowership from that's, you know, I think society has place where a man is stronger than a woman, where I'm not going to, and I don't think I would have put my, if that would have been a man, I don't think I would have put my hands on him. Um, no, no, and if, if this guy was doing the same thing, none of your fucking business and he starts well, killing you. Would yeah, you, well, that'd it, been a different damn story. That's oh, what yeah. I mean. Is just like what this. she did to you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you, it's yeah. like, yeah. you just, you just went over the top. You just, <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah. your Sylvester Stallone just got turned on. So, right. like, exactly. Well, that's what I mean is societally, if we want to be treated equal and fair and just, and it is it, person A, person B, well, women should be able to do just as much as men can do. Well, if this was a man who was just, and let's go ahead and flip the genders. It's a little mm-hmm. girl in the back seat, and this guy's going just as hard. Would you have had the same like restraint as a female losing it on a male kid? I don't think I would have. I don't no. think I, I. I don't think I would have because here is a here is a man. Mm-hmm. You know, a man who is a provider, who is an authoritative figure promoting his dominance over a kid who has no, who has no borders and no boundaries mm-hmm. and looks to him for safety. Uh, yeah. Uh, I probably would have stepped across that gas station. Once he told me it wasn't in my fucking business, it would have been six, one, two, 25. Yeah. It's my business and, and now. now. Now here's my, my actual, I just, if I'm looking at just to take a step back, isn't the stepmom flexing her authority, flexing her dominance, her strength on a little child. It's a 10 year old boy. Mm-hmm. That boy's got nothing. Right. Just because he's a male doesn't mean he's any more equipped than a female at 10 years old. Yeah. I mean, they're both equally in everything at, at, at 10. Yeah. yeah. And, and, no, I, and there's, I, there's no step the line because it's a lady. And this is where right. women are kind of goofing this up is because you want to be treated the same, but we still don't treat you the same because you don't want the consequences of that equal treatment. Right. Because if that was a dude, you'd have dropped that guy. But if it's he a woman, she disrespected you multiple times to your face, mm-hmm. and you're like, and now, mm. and, and now, in the public's eye, if there, and there was, and on the same subject scenario, there was other people at that gas station. If I would have crossed the line and jumped in her ass, the people probably would have jumped in my ass for jumping on her ass when right. she didn't, when, when nobody knew the root, of, the root of it. This gets me to a different thing. We would okay. care so much to protect an abusive woman, but mm-hmm. we would cheer if you beat up an abusive man. Right. What is that? Yeah, I just, you know, that, that, that's, it's a weird, it's a weird 
complex thought process with protecting a woman and beating a man. Um, in, in those two, at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in those two scenarios that you know that you put, you know, is it? Uh, gosh, I just. Um, but you're right. They're quick to say, you know, here's a guy who's abusive. You know, kick his ass. Mm-hmm. And then here's a woman who's being abused. Let's protect her. Um, no, it's, she's when, the abuser in this. Oh, uh, the this, abuser. This, yeah, I just this lady and, is, is fucking this little kid up. She's that's a that's mm-hmm. this kid's gonna have issues. That's you just saw a gas station stop. You don't see his you, his life. You don't see everything. You don't see what's behind the house, behind the doors, in the bedroom, in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just don't mm-hmm. see that. You don't know what yeah. she throws at him or she puts a cigarette out on him. You don't know what this right. kid's got. And all I saw was him with it, like I said, with his head down. Um, I didn't hear nothing from him or nothing, but. I mean, just, just, just the abuse of that title, you know, yeah. it's just, it just really, it, it was really disturbing that day. Yeah. We're, we're in a, t- a tricky time. And, and just for these one scenarios, this is where like women have fought for the opportunity for women mm-hmm. to have their voice. They have fought yep. to say, Hey, we should be respected. We can have leadership roles. We, yep. we, we can handle levels of authority. We got this. Let's do it. And now ladies have this opportunity and you watch a maximum level abuse of it. This is why I'm watching like there are good women going, whoa, hey, but where Mm -hmm. are the good women in this one? Because if that was a dude, you'd have knocked them out. Where's the good women going? Hey, you're the fucking problem. Where's the good ladies at? Where are they at? You know, know, it's hard to judge a book by its cover. Um, we, sure, and that, we sure did it for that dude, though. <laughs> you, you, we, we damn sure did, didn't we? We yeah. sure did. <laughs> uh, we did. And, uh, you know, um, I'm not a psychologist. Hadn't even been to college. Couldn't tell you about any psychology. But mm-hmm. that woman's history, you know, like, you know, like you mentioned before, what was that woman's history in her upbringing to make her react? Uh, did something trigger her? from her childhood to make her react like that. I don't know. Sure. Um, sure did. Because it's a trained I, response. She yeah. sure did have something happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, there was something that made her become instantly aggressive. Yes. Um, I mean, but you know, I, but, but Rick, I go back to that 10 year old. What could that 10 year old do? Nothing. A 10 year old. Nothing. What could a 10 year old do in back of a car to make you belittle them like Nothing. that? This 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 shows the lack of training by this step parent. Yeah, this shows how untrained and how unworthy this person was. Now I don't know if they have their own kids. Probably the lack of compassion would suggest yeah. otherwise. Right. Um, which also, I mean, gets into like even just regular parenting is hard enough as it is. But just even the step parent element, there are people who just maybe we should vet a little harder before we give them the job. Right. You know, because you know, you're putting you're putting your baby's lives in the line with the choice that you make on which person you say, "Hey, this will be the other parent. This will be the stepside." Right. And you, you know, know, you know, and I thought about that comment that you just made. Here's this kid that's going home. When mm-hmm. when they get home, now this father has to choose what story is correct. Is this his? Is this his wife? Who is ha- who's ha- who's probably had some child relation issues? Do you believe her story, or do you believe the child's story? 
Um, so it, you know I think that, that so that dad, he's got an issue. That put, the dad there that is put, an issue. That puts the dad in a in a weird predicament, you know. Well, just just I'll get you. That's real spot on with that. A, a, absolutely, yeah. So it's yep. it's probably a complete horrific environment for all parties involved. Correct. And I just I wish I could have took the kid with me that day and say, hey, we ain't got to talk about nothing. Let's go get some ice cream, you know, just tell him where you live. But I just, um, she drove off like a maniac. But yeah, I just, you know, you know, the step parroting is a, um, it's a great role. It's a hard role. Um, mm-hmm. as And um, I do feel it's an honor to, to finally get that title. You're mm-hmm. instantly given the title, but to earn that position, um, I think it's I think it's a good thing. There's some great, wonderful step parents out there, and there's some really pieces of shit ones. Yeah, and sure. I witnessed I, it. I think, I think this is just a people thing. I'm gonna <laughs> I'll, I'll throw it out, right. while we're out there. I'll throw some some public appreciation out there. Um, you know, praise to parents, of course. So this isn't to belittle or, or to ignore or to shut down true parents. You know, the parent parents. But let's go into the volunteers themselves. So uh, my stepdad and my stepmom, I have one of each. Uh, I got my stepdad, Ray. That's a good dude. Like, I got a, I got a good stepdad. And my stepmom, Charlotte, love Charlotte. We had a great talk this weekend. You know, we got to have a good heart-to-heart, tear it out. Like, sure. that. you know, these, these are good people. But here's the thing, too, that I had to recognize also is that for me to recognize the value of the sacrifice of my step-parents, it was like a decade later before I go, oh, I get it now. You guys put up with a bunch of shit with no recognition. You weren't called step-dad or step-mom. You were always Ray or Charlotte. Right. Like, like you were a name. You weren't even Mm -hmm. a title. You were just somebody I know. And it wasn't until later that I realized all the values or the things that I learned from you or the sacrifice that you gave or how much you put into it that I was like, damn, you were, you were pretty good at that. Like, that was cool. Like, I didn't, I didn't give you the credit you deserve. Sure, you know, sure. and I didn't say, I love you to those people when even if I did, I didn't say it until way later. Right. You know, and it's one of those things where like I, I even with our daughters, um, there were some moments that they had to go through that were like brutal. And even our oldest had to go through some really tough stuff until she had a wake up call. And then she's like, you know what? I try to play it tough as a teenager. Truth is, I didn't know how good I had it. And I do love you guys. I didn't mm-hmm. know, you know, and until you start hitting a rock bottom thing. Uh, they won't do it. And the other two, never will they ever. They'll never say right. it. The middle one will show it, never say it. And the last one, I got another decade until they go, all right, yeah, I guess. You know, you <laughs> right, cool. exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can relate to that. Um, I'm the, I feel very fortunate in saying this. Whenever Amy's kids have an issue, I'm the first person they call. And to have my, you know, to have my telephone ring, cautious, hey, what's wrong? You know, but they always tell me I can always depend upon you. And, you know, just to have that, just to have that little sector 
in their mind, if I got a flat tire, if I got a problem and somebody's messing with me, whatever the scenario comes up as young adults, they can always call and and they do always call me. And um, that's that reward we've been talking about. Yeah. Well, honor to you, bro, for being able to get to that point too. Um, those, when you talk about earned, it, I have a lot of, when I do deep psychology conversations with people and I talk about the, uh, the terminology we use for respect and trust, I'm like, how do you earn it? You know, I'll tear people, I'll take it to the DNA on people. Like, but to say like, you know, aside from all of that aspect of it, to say, I have earned the position in this child's heart to say, right. that's my go-to guy. Yeah. Um, I can say for the oldest one, I'm first call. She, yeah. we've been, we've been through enough battles that she knows that I'll come in and bleed for you. She right. knows the middle one, only maximum crisis. Then she calls me when it's really <laughs> bad. Then I'm involved. And so I got then you. She'll go chain of command. The little one still, if I got hit with a meteor today, she'll be like, that's weird. Who wants pizza? <laughs> like we, <laughs> so we still got some ways to go with it, but 13 is hard. So I got to remember. It's that a too. very hard age. It is. 13 is mm-hmm. hard. And so yeah. that helps me a lot too, to remember like, I'll even I'll just, this will be a funny moment in the future. Uh, even me being like a behavioral expert, we're all fucking our kids up. Just so you know, if anybody thinks they're the best parent, we're all fucking our kids up. No matter what, we'll accidentally be doing this. And we may not be giving them our generational curses our parent had, but we'll give them new ones that we made up for them. So, like, I've even had people whose parents were so good, they don't believe their life makes sense. And so they sabotage all their good things because their parents did too good of a job and they don't deserve it. Like... You can't win. It, no matter how good you are, it's fucked up. So, like, all we got to do is teach our kids to be able to deal with how to deal with fucked right. up shit. That's life. Um, and so I've gotten to the point with the 13-year-old because 13 is just like, it's the be a dickhead phase. That's yeah. what 13 is. You got to be like, whatever. I don't care. Right. Uh, I'm talking to my friends. Like, it's just that phase. And so I've gotten to the point where I'm like, listen, um, I'm going to go straight to bribery at this point. I'm bribing. I'm like, I tell you what, every time you just do general kindness, I'll give you a dollar. Just, I just fucking try. And I'm low hanging fruit. Like you can just like, like, Hey Rick, did you see this video today? I'm like, that was very nice of you for sharing. Here's a dollar. Like I'm low hanging fruit at this point because like 13 (laughs) is hard. And so I'm just compassionate. Yep. That's yeah. Uh, I put the broom in the corner. Here's a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I'm like fuck it. You, yeah, uh, hey, yes. hey, did you sweep the floor for everybody? So nice. Here's a dollar. Here's a. I'm like, how many people's in the room? Five here. Here's fucking five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could give me a high five and I'll give you five dollars. Like, That's listen, I'm in. The, I'm I'm at this point and it, it gets tough because like they don't really get it. And so I'm at that point where I'm like, I got a pocket full of dollars. I wish you'd just, just will you please just get some of these dollars. <laughs> Will you please? Exactly. Exactly. Give me one second. Let me let this dog out. He's losing his mind. Okay. We're so live. It hurts. <sighs> All right. No, but it's it's fun with the kids, man. The it's it's fun to watch. But I just know that I, I just because I know how this works. I'm like, oh, in ten years when she's like, thank you so much. Like, oh, I'll get it. Mm-hmm. I just got. I just got to put my decade in, man. I just got to put in my decade of my good life, my good years here, my resources. All these thankful years, just so later, later on, they'll be like, yeah, I guess. Thanks. Like, just, that's all you, I'm waiting for. <laughs> but for you, when does that decade start? 
Um, so like 13, 15. So we're about six years in right now. But I think that usually because you already know around in the 20s is when they get enough life under their belt where they start going like, oh, I get it. Because like, you know, in the teens, they're like, we know more than you. How can you? And like, you've never done it before. Right. You know, and like and, and they don't understand a lot for those things either because they never had to. And that's just part right. of being a teenager, you know, so sure. they know more because everything's gone the way they want it to because they don't understand how it comes to be that it's gone the way you want it to. Right. They're like, it's easy. I just go buy new shoes. And I'm like, <clears throat> where'd the money come from for shoes? <laughs> and then where do you put the shoes when you have them? Right. Yeah, all these factors around you, you didn't do anything to get. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a, a friend of mine told me he he and his sister, his sister had gotten in trouble and she was 15. And his dad was like. The, the, the sister and the dad were arguing about something. And he said, I'll sit and listen to it. And, and he said, he said, Scott. Dad told her, go pack your shit and get out of my house at 15. So she went back there to her bedroom, got a suitcase, packed the whole suitcase, brought it back up. To, he said, come here. Come here. And he said, bring your ass here. He said, what? She, he opened up a suitcase, took everything out. She goes, what are you doing? He said, don't interrupt me. It's my house. Took everything out of it. One change of underwear, one set of clothes, and got a Walmart bag and gave it to her. She says, why are you doing all that? He says, you ain't got a fucking job. I bought all of it. That's my suitcase. Bye. So she went out there, sat on the steps, went down by the stop sign for about two or three hours. And of course, this was in the 80s, back and back, <laughs> by the stop sign and came back home. She was hungry about four hours later, realizing, hey, you know, I really fucked this up. Didn't I, Dad? I like the hard line. I wish you could hold them these days. We're yeah. in an interesting time for hard lines, actually. I, I train right. hard lines. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard with kids, especially the step parent. How many step parents are. Um, emasculated when it comes to talking to the children man mm. like you like that's not your kid you can't say that or you right. can't punish them that's not your kid it's like yeah but if i'm the man of the house i still should I'm, be able to have authority here it's like not over that one i supersede you with that one they're not yours how many people kind of goof that one up what do you think i think it's i think it's a very large number and i think that causes marital issues you know here you are married and you and you got these stepkids and i'm trying to get one of their ass and you're telling me i can't well now you and i have a problem especially if you tell me i can't get onto them or i shouldn't have been that hard on them in front of the child that lets that child knows even though you're the man of the house you don't have no authority anymore like you just said so you know i i, I think it goes to a second level where hell, I can't discipline the child, and now you're correcting me in front of them. Well, me and you got problems before we even start talking about the child. So yeah, I I, I bet the numbers a lot larger out there than is uh, perceived or than is shown. I bet it's a big number. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild to watch too. Now I'm going to throw out a couple different things here, and then hear your opinion. Um, and I also honor one of my friends too, Chris Burkett for the To Be Better podcast. Him and I we were talking about this, and we were talking about the order for priorities. Like, what should it be in? Should it be like you know, 
um, you know, God, you, and then like kids and then relationship, you know, like what's the order for your priorities? Should kids be above the relationship? And, you know, that's their kids and you're the step parent, you know, as a step parent, should relationship be underneath authority for kids? And he said, uh, no, it can't, can't be that way. He said, if the relationship fails, the kids get fucked. But if the kids are doing okay, and then you're not okay, like your relationship, you, you have to go. Like everyone, it fucks everything up. Right. Make sure you two are solid. Absolutely. And then the kids will be okay. But if you say the kids first, and then let's get to you, a lot of times the step parent doesn't get gotten to, especially the men. The women mm-hmm. will be burnt out. And then like intimacy and love and compassion right. and listening and kindness go out the window because they're fried because the relationship is a lower priority. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, I agree with him on this one. He's like, no, no happy marriage, no happy kids. Like that's, it's the other way around. You have to be okay with your partner. You do. And then the kids get the residual from this. Mm-hmm. Now, second part, as the guy for Andrea, like when I said, baby, I love you. If I'm coming in, I, if they're at our place, I'm the, I'm the dad here. I, we don't, we don't, you don't get to go. You can't talk to them that way. It's like, if I'm with you, they're my kids. You don't like it. You got to be with a different kind of guy. Like that's going to be it. So if I'm like, you lose privileges or that's not going to happen that way, or you got to talk to me about that. If you don't like that, and you're not going to agree that I have your best interest and the child's best interest at heart. If you don't believe I'm that guy, we're, we don't, we can't do this. This isn't going to be you, a thing. You can't cohabitate together. You can't. Yeah. So if I go, I'm calling the shot as the, as the alpha of this house. Cause the reason you all get to be kind of assholes today is cause I keep the assholes who make you unsafe <laughs> away. And right. so since since you don't even know that you're safe because of me, you guys get to make this place chaos. You're welcome. Absolutely. But if if I ever have to correct chaos because that's a little too far past the line, I get to do that. And if you're not okay with that, you need to be with a guy who doesn't have any moral high ground, who doesn't have your best interest at heart, who doesn't stand for anything. You're going to need one of those because you won't be able to deal with a strong male. Right. You need to get a weak one. Then you'll be maybe happier, right? That's it. Like, That's well, it. They're like, I don't want that. I'm like, well, then when I call a shot, back me up. That's it. So all you do is, and if, if there's a problem with that, then you, then I think the wife and, and the mother need to take care of that off the record, behind the scene. You know, I'm, you know, um, you know, I, I remember I was a young sailor and, and my department head, we, we had a, and it's, it's funny that you mentioned that we had a, a meeting. I was stationed in Iceland up there in <laughs> fucking frozen ass world, Iceland. I mean, I went from, I went from Jacksonville, Florida to Keflavik, Iceland. Talk about going from day, day to night, but, um, it was a small community up there and, uh, they had department head meeting every Tuesday and he'd come in and tell us all, everything that was put out. He said, I need to tell you what happened this weekend so you don't hear any bullshit. This is what happened. I've spoke to the captain. It's all cleared. We're good. And his little son was named JJ. And they were they were biological parents. The kid that came in, and the mom had told him to do something. And Rick was sitting in his chair. His name was Rick, too. Rick was sitting in his chair, and the little boy said, I don't forget what it was. The little boy said, I'll get in a minute. He said, I looked over. I said, come here. 
He said, sir, come over here. He, he got close to him and he, and he popped him in his mouth. And the kid, and, and it kind of, it didn't, it didn't bleed a lot. It just, it just broke skin a little bit. He started crying. And the wife said, Hey, hey, uh, hey, you hang on just a second. He said, let me tell you something. He said, look at that woman over there. He said, st- he said, st- stand up, stand your ass up when I'm talking to you. And he made him stand up straight. He said, look over at that woman. He said, who is that? He said, that's my mommy. Oh, no, it's not. It's my wife. You're in my house. That's, you will never disrespect my wife in my house. She tells you to do something unless it causes you to be hurt. And you go damn do it. So that's all in the realm of step parent. But, you know, he, he put that out there to us because he wanted him to know, you know, because in, in Iceland, pregnancy was rampant, man. I mean, people were just having babies. There ain't nothing to do up there except drink and have relations. And uh, um, he said, you know, before you get in this parent role, he said, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a bad job out there. It, it it's going to push you to the limit. So, um, but I just thought that was kind of a unique story at a five year old. How he said, "Hey, look, I'm alpha. That's my queen. This is my house." So, I just thought that was kind of a that's cool, cool thing you did to him. It it may make sense. I think that today has uh, pushed the boundaries of like, like being able to do a course correction is now has been judged, blamed and shamed to try to make alphas self submit so that we can have a world of, um, weak people call the shots. So make you self censor and shut yourself down so that you like, cause think about like even that story, how many people would be like, you should never hit a kid and she should never have, you should never. And they'll start doing this thing to say like, no, that was a course correction. He didn't close fist that child. Right. And that was everybody's comment. That was everybody's comment. How could you hit a kid? That's, but that's the point is what, if you, this is where people like me come in and I'm going to rattle the cage. People like me will come in. I'm not saying, you know, like that was right or wrong. I'm going, well, that was a course correction. No different than like, telling your dog not to shit on the carpet. Like as a course correction, it's not meant to be destructive. He's not breaking bones. He's not tying him to a radiator. Like it's nothing fucked up. It's just like, Hey, wake up. This is going to hurt, but you need to feel that to understand that there is hurt associated with hurting mother. Mm-hmm. There is do not disrespect this woman because there's a cost to it. There's a price tag. Right. And I need you to understand the price can go up based on offense. And I'm going to train you young. No different than the concept here <laughs> that makes sense is, uh, do you know how they break um, circus elephants from like not just ripping the chain out of the ground and running away? Mm-mm. So when they get a baby elephant, they'll have like a, a big like chain, a big thick chain and like a big lock thing they put on its foot, like on its leg. And that little baby will pull and pull and pull and like, ah, and just try and get out. And no matter how hard it pulls, it's just that chain is just way too thick. It's too strong. And it will do everything it can until it goes, I guess I can't get out of there. And so it'll create an association to this is impossible. I can't get out. So I'm going to stop even trying to fuck with it. And then after that happens with that baby elephant, you can you can just tie a regular little rope around that thing's ankle, and, and the mindset never, is 
It'll never even try to pull it out. That thing could rip that thing out in a second when it's a grown adult. But even as a grown adult, it'll have an association to you can't pull against that. It'll never it, you can't beat it. And that's kind of the same thing where if I tell the boy when he's young, there's a cost and you don't want to have to pay the cost as you get older. And as you get older, he's like, I know that there's a price tag to disrespecting mother. That's my mama. And or that's, you know, that's my my stepdad's wife and I'll have honor and and dignity and I'll defend my wife, too, in the same way. And in that in that way that he's done that, he's taken that kid and going, hey, I taught you when you're young. There's a small course correction, but there will be a course correction. Right. And from that moment, he no longer has to hit that child because, well, I learned if I pull on that, that's not going to work. Mm hmm. And that means from that moment on, there is way less abuse to a kid who's been course corrected right. than people who aren't doing proper course corrections. And this is something that I would challenge, you know, especially with today's generation, that correct course corrections. Now, I'm not saying like backhanding and making the kid bleed is necessarily correct, but there is going to be some level of if you fuck around, you'll find out that needs to be associated with the man of the house. That's tough today. That's mm -hmm. tough today because like, you know, even the, the, I'll pack your bag for you and here's mm -hmm. a Walmart bag, go to get, go get lost. Like you could easily have child protective services there. Right. Uh, because you everybody know. has your, they, everybody's got DHR on speed dial number one. But there's, there's a, a price tag to these things too, you know, and, and kids don't understand too. What if that shit works? You lose your family. You know, so you think that you're going to call the parent like, oh, if you don't do what I say, I'll call protective services. These dumb dumbs don't understand. You lose your family, end up in foster care. Just like, like that. And, and you may not get a good one. It may be a bad home. They're not all wonderful. Some of them are good, but there's some bad ones. You may end up mm -hmm. in a bad one with another with a bad kid who's in there who does bad things to you. And all because you want to prove a point to stepdad or stepmom. Yeah. Like you, people don't understand. There's a heavy, heavy toll to not doing course correction. Right. And, and this, I, is a, this is a weird world. I remember when my son, you know, when my son went to school, you know, they, they'd bring home daily journals. And it'd be like green light, red light, yellow light. But, you know, Brady was green light today. He was red light day. And um, he came home and he kept running up the steps. And running down the steps. I'm like, son, quit running up and down the damn steps, dude. Well, I'm trying to make myself tired. I will go do something else. Up and down steps, up and down steps. So he did it one more time. He said, come here. I took his shoes off and I spanked the bottom of his feet. And I heard that on Dr. Phil. He ran up and down steps. So the next time he, he put them shoes on and he put on them steps, he remembered. Well, if I run up and down these damn steps again, my dad's going to beat the shit up on my feet. And um, so so going back to the school where the journals came to play, he he kept screaming out in class, being rude to the teacher. I, I told him, I said, son, if if you bring home one more red light on you screaming at this damn class, your ass is mine. And he was probably five or six. Sure enough, he came home the next Monday or Tuesday, blurting out class, screaming at teacher. All right, come on. I took him outside in the backyard, had him stand on a five-gallon bucket. I, I put him in his underwear, and I got a metal pot and a wooden spoon, 
And I had him bang on that pot and scream. And I said, if I don't hear you screaming behind this door, you're not screaming loud enough. Ah, ah. I wanted to give him a little bit of laryngitis just so he could understand the next time I scream. Ooh, hold on a second. I remember what happened last time I, I, I got caught screaming. So, you know, that, that, that behavior, you know, all parents teach differently. Um, but I, I had seen that episode on an early episode of Dr. Phil about child behavior, about correcting it, how they messed up. And I thought, well, hell, I'm fixing to beat the shit out of my son's feet. I can turn him running up and down the damn steps. And uh, he didn't run up steps anymore. But Yeah, it's tricky on those. I, 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 as far as agree or disagree, it, it's not really relevant either way. But as far as the steps one, I'm, I can see the steps one. The uh, the public embarrassment one, though, I think that one can kind of get trickier because it, it may make him no longer try to do things um, that could be potentially risky for his own. Like he won't start a business or he won't draw attention or he won't ask a girl out or he won't like anything that would be a public embarrassment. Um, that one could be a little different just as far as I look ahead. Slapping your feet like this is where the the. The impact on things. I even say this too. Like the we we discount discomfort far more than we think we should. And here's what I mean by this: Would you rather take a punch to the face from a grown man or have wet socks for one week? Me personally, punch me once. That the wet socks is so yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. It's so un, but you're not gonna. It's it's not a damage. It's just wet socks, but it creates but it's, problems. It, it's a continuous period of that uncomfortability, which causes problems down the road. Right. That, and so a, a lot of times just we, we discount how powerful discomfort is, mm -hmm. but public embarrassment can can mess up. Like, I don't want to do a speech at school. Um, I don't want to be noticed anymore. I feel ashamed of who I am. Um, I'm not a good thing. I'm not good because they all laughed at me. And I've had to help people work through those traumas because they won't start a business or they won't ask a girl out or they won't try anything risky because if they get noticed, it's embarrassing. And like the attention becomes not good because I had so much negative attention. Wow. And so it's, it's hard to figure out what's a good association punishment because sometimes we'll do way more damage with the correction. Like the mm -hmm. foot one, that's just, like you said, the punch in the face, it's going to be uncomfortable, but I'm still me. Right. But if you Absolutely. do a total embarrassment or a total like destroy who you are as a person one, well, that one's a little different than the like my foot hurt for a minute. Like a butt right. spanking is more appropriate than public embarrassment. Right. You know, so it gets tricky to figure out like, well, what's the best way to do this? Because nobody trained me how to do this. So I'm kind of fucking winging it. Right. I just want the damn kid to be respectful. and scared. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Be respectful. Say yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Learn your manners and. I call them red lights coming home. Let's get some green and yellow, <laughs> green and yellow I, ones. I used to do stuff that would just be leading into discomfort. <clears throat> um, you know, like weird ones too. I used to try to be creative with it because I didn't want to beat the shit out of the kid. Uh, I had my ex girlfriend. She had a, a young son and a young daughter, and I raised them for like it was almost eight years. And they were they were good kids. They just, they just, it was it was a it was a tricky time for everybody, but the boy, sweet kid, but man, he would hard weigh that shit. He would mm -hmm. hard weigh it. And I would have to do stuff that was like, I didn't want to hurt him. So I would just make it uncomfortable. Well, he liked playing football at school. 
Well, I'm like, dude, you fuck around. I'm taking your shoelaces. Those are mine. Well, you can't play football without shoelaces. Your <laughs> shoes keep falling off, but you can't take your shoes off. It's cool. And so now you just got floppy shoes, and it's so uncomfortable. He can't play because it's like he's like, this is stupid, and like he's just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't hit him or hurt him or beat him up or nothing. I just your shoes are weird. I'm like that. I'll do that. You know, I'll take I'll take small things like the Xbox and stuff like that were easy ones, but I'll take stuff like your favorite pillow. You can have the shitty pillow. Don't go take a couch pillow then. But I can't sleep well on that. I'm like I know. Gonna be uncomfortable. You're gonna suck. Or like you don't get the good blanket. Here, you get this shitty blanket. That's my blanket. Right. Well, I don't like that blanket. I'm like, I don't like you being disrespectful to your mother or screaming at school. So well, I these are uncomfortable conversations. Looks like we're both uncomfortable. That's fun. You up though. You'd be cool, dude. I'll give you your shoelaces, your favorite blanket, your favorite pillow, all that. You can have all of that. I keep it all back to you once. You go ahead and be cool. I'm going to hook you up, bro. You have a good life. But if you want to be nonsense, well, then I guess you're going to have to do it on a nonsense term. You know, so I, I try I try to, like, lean into, like, what is not as, as insane. But I, I just know that discomfort is sometimes worse than just getting slapped. Sure. You know, because, like, if you had yep. to take, like, between the two – you're like, man, I'll take that hit way before that, like, you know, that total embarrassment thing. You wow. know, like, I'll take that one in a second. <laughs> exactly. So maybe I'm leaning in towards, like, slap the shit out of your kid is better than public embarrassment. Hey, listen, yeah. am I right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Ricky, told me to slap the shit out of my kid. What yeah. do you mean, officer? <laughs> but tell him you love him first. I love you. I love you, yeah. <laughs> it's going to hurt you more than it does me. This is what love means. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking our kids up. Yeah, these kids are all fucked. All right. Just for the record, we're not telling you to embarrass your kids or publicly beat your kids. Or not. We're not saying that. We're just trying to go, well, being a parent sure is fucking hard. How do we know what to do? We see what other people do. Do your best. But I would say eh, don't discount and discomfort. I'm just right. putting it out. Yeah. Don't discount the value of that's uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> Maybe it'll save a couple of kids. And then oh. also don't scream at the kids. What a useless activity. Right. That lady in the car. What a waste of time. It was like it just, just a tear, tear a kid down because you don't want to do self work, man. Unworthy. Okay. I got one for you. Help my guys out. Help the boys out there. The boys, these, whether you're a husband or a stepfather or a stepdad, like give me the, give the husbands that are out there. Our boys struggle. And here's the struggle. We do not want to be abusive. Fair or not fair? Fair. Fair. We don't want to be abusive. I don't mm-hmm. want to hit my girl. Do you want to hit your girl? No. No. No, we don't want that. We don't want to hit no. our girl. All right, do we want to punish and starve our girls or make them feel, like, very miserable? Do we want to make them have a miserable life? No. No, we don't want that either. Okay, when it comes to the ability for a strong male to hold the line, like, babe, please stop doing that shit with the kid. Stop losing your mind. Don't scream at the gas station at the kid and lose your mind. You can't have this. Like, stop that stuff. What line can a man hold with a woman that would still be like respectable without it becoming this wild, abusive or overstepping boundaries? What do you got for advice? I'm like, here's how you keep a healthy dynamic, even if it's 
having unhealthy behavior? Where's a man's line and how do you hold it? What do you think? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I believe that the line is drawn with the relationship between the man and the woman. Because I, I believe once they cross that line, you are crossing the line of our relationship, even though it's going into the next generation being the children. You know, there is so many disrespectful actions that happen with that. And for, you know, they had to, they had to put in their mind and, and I may be totally wrong for saying this shit, but they had to put in their mind, okay, you were married and I was married before. We're fixing to get together. And we got these damn stepchildren. You know, back to what we said, who comes first? We have to come first. We have to be a united front. Even if you reached over and just totally slapped the shit out of them, we have to be a united front in front of them and then handle it offline. Because I think once a child and, and man, kids are so fucking smart nowadays. I mean, kids are three years old and are fucking brainiacs. And ever since the invention of the cell phones and search engines, they know every damn thing or, or appear to be it. I think if that united front is shown and there is nothing that can penetrate that, you know, they have to agree when it comes to the children, because it's a unique dynamic with two different families coming together. I think they have to agree before it even gets started on disciplinary actions, disciplinary roles. Um, there can't be good cop, bad cop. You know, you know, most of most, I think it's human nature. Most of the biological children will go first to the biological parent. Um, I could be wrong in saying that. That's just, that's, that's where I've been. Um, you know, for, for really, any type of sensitive or, oh, my God, am I getting in trouble? What's Scott going to think kind of issue? But, you know, to, to answer your question in, in a final line, there, there, has to be, there has to be a solid front where both those parents agree on every term, on e every level. Because if not, they're going to ruin that child because that child's going to think, I've got that once I get married, I got to stay married to this person forever because my mom was married to a stepdad and it was fucked from day one. So if, if they grow up, you know, getting second tier, if they grow up and get married, they'll be afraid to leave the person they're with because of the step environment that they grew up in. And like I said, I couldn't be wrong, but I just, I just believe that both parents need to be together to be the roles just need to be defined they just do so i think on this one i'm i'm gonna agree with you i'm not gonna challenge you on this one. i'm like it seems correct now what if you just can't get to agreement and like she's just not playing ball like like you're like we need to be a united front this is better for the kids let's try and come to an agreement let's work this thing out she's like no my way highway well, what, uh, what, is the, what is what's a guy supposed to do here? How can he handle this scenario? What's what's our you, bargaining tip? What do we got? 
this would be mine. You know, I'm going to put myself in that scenario. Um, I love you unconditionally. And this is me talking. This is me talking to the wife. I love you unconditionally. I have showed that. I have proven that. Um, you know, we have a major, we have a major obstacle in front of us right now. Um, and it's causing a, a, a major issue. And you're telling me that I can't do this or this can't happen. And it's going to be your way or getting out. You might as well just serve me with divorce papers. That's essentially what you're telling me. And, um, I, I just think that the marriage part can't be set aside for a moment. It can't be set aside for a disciplinary action. It can't be set aside for a punishment. Um, that has to be the foundation of it all. It does. It has to be. And it has to weather through all them damn storms. And when you combine two, when you combine two climates together, and that's a mom and a stepdad or a, or dad and a stepmom, those are two climates. There's going to be a lot of damn storms. And, um, I just don't, I, I can't be, I can't be chosen between me or me or my children. You married me. You wanted to be with me. And it just has to be worked out. It just has to be. What if it's, I, but if it can't be, what's a man got? So she's not doing it. So then what's a guy got? Cause this is the most common thing for guys. It's like, like she's being aggressive. She's being mean. She's tearing me down. She's, you know, screaming at the kids, just like she did at the gas station. These things are happening. I can't kick her ass. I can't out scream her. I can't, you know, I can't starve her or the kids. I can't restrain her and tire her to something. I can't, I got nothing. I got that. What am I supposed to do? Like, what am I get? just have a screaming match with her every time she wants to lose her damn mind? Like I got, what's my bargaining chip? If she's just not playing ball. Is there a bargaining chip? Well, how does a man hold a line if there's no bargaining chip? If he's got nothing to hold, how is he supposed to hold the line? If a man doesn't have anything to hold, there's no reason him holding on. Right. There's this not. Where... I'm not an advocate. Of, I, I'm not an advocate of divorce. But if these children and these issues are tearing me and you apart, then then maybe the foundation wasn't as strong as it was to begin with. Correct. This is a, I'm going to put something out there. So those people who don't know about this show, I actually do deep work psychology. I work with people for real. The show is just a show. This is something I do for fun. I actually do the deep work. I have a large men's group and I work with men across the world globally. Like I work with a lot of people and I do the, I will tear your curses out of you. I will go to the depths of hell with you and fight. Like, so people, I have a very large group of very loyal men who volunteer to work with me because I pulled them out of the depths of fiery fucking hell. I came and got them. And so they know what I really do. The reason that I bring this up is because we run men's groups on this one. And uh, I've talked to other experts. I'm like, what do you do when you have an unhealthy dynamic with unhealthy foundations? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the ending and then work back to the answer here. I am responsible for more ended relationships than saved relationships. The reason I say this, and I wasn't proud of it because I had a video too where I was talking to my men. I'm like, there's guys getting divorces. There's guys who are leaving relationships. This is happening often. The more healthy they're getting, these relationships are failing. And I'm like, 
Am I failing you guys? Am I somehow causing more harm than good? And each of these guys are like, no, bro, we have to stop you there. When I chose her, I was a very unhealthy man. I was not a good man. I was I was not a good guy. I did bad guy things. I was not honorable. I wasn't noble. I wasn't uh, I wasn't trustworthy. I wasn't to be respected. I was a I was not good. And I chose a lady who was at my level who was also not healthy, also not good, also doing bad behavior. We were both unhealthy. And then we've worked together, and now I no longer do those unhealthy behaviors. I know my worth. I know my value. I'm honorable, loyal, Mm -hmm. noble. I do sacrifice. I protect my pack. I do good things. And she has no willingness to improve. And it exposes the gap between a healthy and unhealthy person in a relationship. They're like, I didn't realize I was in a toxic dynamic because Mm -hmm. I myself was toxic. Mm -hmm. And now that I am no longer as poisonous, I'm realizing the poison that she brings to my life, and I have to remove that poison. Mm -hmm. And so on this one, when I talk to relationship experts, because the guys pulled me back. They're like, dude, you're my fucking hero. You you didn't destroy my marriage. You revealed it to me. Right. And in this moment, this is where I said, the only card that I see for men today, we can't hit, we can't starve, we can't abuse, we can't, those are off the table for men right now. You are a monster and you'll be shunned. People will lose their jobs. People will lose their livelihood. Their reputation will be destroyed. You can't do any of these cards. The only card you have is remove provision. It's autonomy. That's the only card, which means I am independently able to leave if you ever abuse me. And I believe this is healthy for both sides. Both should have the ability to go. It's not a threat. It's not an ultimatum. It's not in your face. It's not put on the table every argument. It's just if this ever gets really unhealthy, just know that I have the ability to go, but I choose you. I'm not Mm -hmm. stuck. I'm not trapped. I'm not, I've got no options or I'm too codependent and I can't leave. I am going to choose to be with you every day. I have options to go and I proudly choose you. You're my person. Happily, every day, you are my person Mm -hmm. on purpose. But should you ever get abusive? Should you just start feeling backhandy one Mm -hmm. day? Or should she start going, I really am into texting other men for attention. And you go, these are non-negotiables for us. I have autonomy and remove provision to go. And it's the only card that I've seen that's healthy for men to say, babe, if you don't treat me well, you don't get me. And all of the things that I come with, safety, security, mm-hmm. provisions, uh, the fixing the things around the house and doing the stuff, all these things that you have, the ones that come from me, you don't get those anymore. Those are, you, don't, you don't get the privileges of all the things that come with me if you treat me poorly. Right. And uh, this is something where I think a lot of guys I run into have um, fallen for the fact they think marriage is codependency. It's a 50-50. You complete me. The Jerry Maguire, you complete me. And it's like, hold on. No, it's 100-100. You're right. Compliment me. Together we are better. And being in a relationship should be that it's better together than if we weren't together at all. Mm -hmm. And if the value 
of not being with you and not any other person, just not you at all, is higher than with you. That's the health of your relationship. <laughs> it is. You're right with that. And I, I, I like the the number terminology, 50-50. No, because you've got, if you're only giving me 50%, you've got 50% where you can exhort that somewhere else. A hundred and a hundred is together. And um, it should be like, it should be like that with every subject, every title, every emotion, every issue. And, uh, and I agree with that, that, that hundred to hundred percent. I've been challenging this for over a year now. What is the healthiest thing a man can have in a relationship and women? I do. I have a women's uh, group and women things that I've run groups and I'm doing things for, I believe women like to win. They don't like to compete. <laughs> and so they don't want any other competition in the game. They right. just want to win. <laughs> And with this, and with that, they want to make sure that they control all the factors. And so guys end up in highly codependent relationships where they give all of the resources to the other side. So they have all of the power and all of the control. They control the finances. They control all the say of things. They control what's bought, what's moved, what happens there, pays all the bills. Mm -hmm. These guys will go to work and give all the money and all the power to the female. And then the guy is treated with very low respect, low empathy, low dignity. He is treated very poorly as though he does nothing. And that's why I think there's a big push, too, for women to be like, more housework from you, more housework from you. I do everything. And we're looking at this and going, he just worked 70 hours this week. Just because you got the check from his work doesn't right. mean he didn't do anything where they're like, and I noticed this, and this is something where women are, I'm free to throw in their, their two cents. Whenever I work with women's groups, I notice they keep track of the number of tasks completed. And individual tasks count. Like, oh, there was four pairs of shoes around the house, so I did four tasks to put them where they go. And I folded the laundry, and I did three loads of laundry, so that is five more tasks I completed. And all you did, Scott, was went to one job. You just went to work. Like, wait a second, Scott does a lot of really difficult shit at work, though. You just counted that as one? Right. Yeah, that's just one thing. I'm like, one he does a very dangerous and hard job. Like, that you counted that as one, and you counted shoes as four? Well, hold on a second. Yeah, here. right, How are right, you measuring right. this? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so I'm noticing the measurement for these things where I've got guys working 90-hour weeks doing jobs that are life-threatening jobs. They're dangerous. Mm -hmm. And come home and the girl's like, you don't do shit around the house. I'm like, you can't do his job. Not don't want to do his job. You can't. And he worked 90 hours. You're like, yeah, all you do is that one thing is work. You're like, 90 hours is a lot. That's yeah, you're never home for the kids. <laughs> Who do you think he's working for? Right. The family, the kids, the house, the luxuries. Yeah. So the autonomy instead of codependency, it seems like a requirement for a healthy marriage. I don't promote everyone get divorced, but I also don't promote trap yourself in an unhealthy situation mm -hmm. to where you can't leave if you're abused. I agree with that. I agree a hundred percent. And so we're in a weird time right now where people are trying to force compliance without autonomy. You need to give me everything you have. What's yours is mine and what's mine is mine. And then they're rewarding women for divorcing men. And this is something I don't agree with. That's why the divorce rate is mostly women filing for divorce is because they're rewarding 
um, bad behavior for ladies, which is going to expose women and it's going to hurt women and it's going to leave a lot of lonely women and guys are going to um, unify. Guys are probably going to start creating their own empires on stuff. And they already are guys. Uh, I'm not red pill, but I, I can understand the guys who do that. I don't know if you're familiar with any of that mm-hmm. stuff. So there's guys who are, they have like uh, MGTOW movements and things like this. This is called men going their own way. They're like, done with bitches. Done. Really? Yeah. Like these ladies, they have burned me in every way. I run a business. I have this. I have that. I have this. I have cars. I have money. I have all the things. I have good friends. I have love of the hobbies. I'm a good dude. And every woman I'm with just wants to take everything I got. I'm done with these girls. I don't need them. And so the guys just go in their own way. And these are the, there's a lot of business owners who look at marriage now as if if this was a business deal, this is a terrible business deal. I wouldn't do this business deal. Let me get this right. I pay for everything. I supply all of the, the resources for everything you need for safety, security, and all the elements that make your life good. And should you just have an emotional moment and just decide you're fucking done or you want to go and do whatever you want to do, I not only lose half of everything I've ever built, I also have to continue paying you afterwards. And we don't even have to have an agreement for the reason you don't want to do the deal anymore. You can just change your damn mind. And somehow this would be a good business deal. Hmm. I have to get get a different business license. (laughs) Right? Like, I think I'm going to stay out of that business. It seems like a bad deal. And uh, if and this is even more frustrating is the the morality for women has gone down lower. So these types of guys who have those can now also prey on the vulnerability of women who don't have morals. They'll just sleep with the guys who have potential. And these guys have no intention to keep them at all. Mm. So they can just burn and churn through as many girls as they like, which Mm. If you're going to give it up, that's on you. That's a moral choice. So I don't judge anybody that that's what you do. That's what you do. But it's created a transactional lifestyle that's becoming more and more popular. Mm. And that's a weird thing to watch because the families die. Like there is no family anymore. That that, that goes away. And we're in a weird time where people seem to can't wait to do it. Mm Mm-mm-mm. You know, the other way is if you watch the universe 25 stuff, which is a little psychology stuff, but if you get into like what happens when things are all good, when good men, um, create good times when strong men make good times, you've heard those Mm -hmm. things. Well, we're in the good times. What are the biggest problems people have? Like we're in a time where we can just go like, you don't agree with what you should call me. You should go to jail. Like, wait a second. You didn't call me the right thing, so you should. Right. That's, not a, that's not a thing. Like, but that's the way it is now. We're creating problems. Yep. Because there's no problems. We're gonna make them then. Then I'll just make some emotional. I'll, I'll make a problem up. Yeah. People have anxiety about things that could go wrong because nothing's going wrong. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. That's, oh man! That's a lot of times when I'm working with people on this stuff, I'm like, "Can we look around for a second? Are you actually in danger?" Well, no, but what if what if this happens? What if I'm like, I know the what ifs, but are you? Take like take a look around. Like you're worried about lions attacking you today. Are there any lions? Right. Well, no. And I think well, if I, 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 you know, on that on that line, I think people, I say that 
most people need a little drama in their life. And if there's not drama, I, I think they want to create a little bit just to have a little bit of a, okay, I feel important because I said this or I thought about this or I, I think it just kind of uplifts them. That's probably a bad word to use, but um. <laughs> no, it's I actually think I think there's I, I'm, I've got some theories. It goes against traditional psychology, but I think that it's going to work really well. I'm going to do a little foreshadow on some things I'm doing when I'm working with women on some things I've noticed. And I want your opinion now. Please challenge this stuff just for, for like fun's sake. Just have fun. Okay. 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 So I believe there are parts of women that are in there. Now, just so you ladies, before you get all up in arms, I believe there's a positive reason for it, but it has a very negative note to it at first. So here's one. Here's a theory. In a relationship, women are the chaos. They have a chaos element built into them. Just like you said, when there is peace, people need drama. Who's most likely to create an emotional drama? Now, before you ladies who have never dated other ladies go, yeah, well, guys do that too. Listen first. <laughs> Listen before you start doing your traditional point the finger blame game. All I'm making is an observation that women are the chaos. What are your thoughts? You know, you know, I, I believe that the the women carry a more emotional. Um, I, I'll stop there. I, I think women are more emotional than men. I think most of them are uh, in my life being and in, in my relationship being in the past. Um, so as far as the baggage is concerned there, um I, you know, the women have, because of the emotional fortitude that they have, <laughs> I don't know if it's called, I wouldn't know if it's called fortitude, but of the emotional foundation, they, they're, they're just really more emotional than the men are. So that comes with that drama. And it does. I don't think it's sought out. I think it's just naturally inbreded. Um, you know, I ran over a roach. So did I. But the roach just laid there and suffered. And, you know, again, but that emotional part goes back to, I think, biology, how they're designed, how women are developed because of the once a month emotional cycles they go through. So I think it, I think some of it wouldn't be as bad if, if it wasn't because of that. But I, I do believe that women are more emotional about things than the men are in the relationship. And if it's not something that is said correctly or done correctly or um, a, a task that wasn't done, maybe during that time where they're a little bit more emotional that might then I think it causes a, a, an issue. Right. So naturally the chaos feels more dramatic. Right. Like there's more drama involved. Now, it's not just the one cycle. They got four hormone cycles in a month. So like they, they're going through like multiple hormonal cycles throughout the, mm -hmm. just the month. So it's four. And so yeah. it's even more complicated because you don't know, like even they don't know. Just so you know, I, when I work with women, they fucking hate it too. Just so you know, they don't <laughs> like it either. They're like, we don't, I don't, can't control it. Like one second I'm good. Next second I'm crying because like I couldn't 
find my pen. Like, I don't know why that's a thing. You know, like mm-hmm. she's like, I hate it too. I don't like it. <laughs> right. And so uh, ladies don't like it too. But we lean towards the chaos element is drama. They create trauma, which it's there. So we can't deny it's not there. And the ladies don't like it either. Here's the positive side to it. Here's why I believe women have chaos. Chaos just me- it means out of routine. It means uh, something I didn't expect. It's out of order. It's not orderly. It's uh, it's spontaneous. It's exciting. It's wild. It's untamed. You know, and so I don't believe that chaos is neg- necessarily a negative thing. It's just leans that way because women do rank three times higher in negative emotions than guys do. That's why they gossip. That's why they, you know, do all their negative talk and they complain more than guys do. And it's by a lot. And so I believe that the positive element of chaos is if you came home and your girl surprised you, like, I love you. And like surprised you like, Whoa, I didn't expect it or a surprise party or like, we're, we're going to go celebrate tonight. And you're like, I didn't even know we were doing a celebration. We're celebrating you tonight. I just decided you're like, that's not on the routine. I didn't plan that. Or like surprise, she pounced on you and surprise sex is happening or something. We're like, Whoa, that's out of, this is all spontaneous. This is all, this isn't orderly. It's not part of the plan. It wasn't on the calendar, but she's fun and, and exciting. And I didn't see that coming. Like, well, that's still chaos. It's not order, but it doesn't have to be drama or negative chaos. Negative. It doesn't have right. to be. But I believe there's an element of flow and wildness to women because they're emotional that it can also be very positive. So this would be mm-hmm. a training then. You're either trained and understand that you can be a positive, like let your chaos flow, but be the positive chaos. Be the wild one who does the thing that's fun. Be playful, spontaneous, just like you used to be. <laughs> I'm calling out the dating. Uh, just like uh, you used to be cool, remember? Uh, the used to be terminology is a tough one, isn't it? It is, sure is tough. All right, I got another one. <clears throat> I got another one. Women are never satisfied. What, what's your thoughts on women are never satisfied? I, I believe that I believe that women have a certain I don't know if it's taught to them. I believe women have a certain expectation. And then if you're lucky, you being a man, if we're lucky, if we're lucky enough to reach that satisfaction in different areas, you know, and in, in, in all across the different areas, you know, some are very hard to satisfy. And some are very easy easy to fight. But I think once you reach that level where all all the blocks are checked off, um, boring does it become, you know, you say they're not they're not always satisfied. Does it become boring? Well, he does this, this, this. That's everything I want in a man. Well, I saw this on TV or I saw this on TikTok or I saw this online. How come he doesn't do that? that does that make it? Does that make her not satisfied anymore? Um, I don't know if a woman is fully satisfied personally and professionally during their age at the same time. You know, I like my daughter is a 30 year old real estate agent. She's at the, she's at the peak of her career right now. If she's killing it, she's a, I mean, she is, uh, she's, just a gorgeous model, you know, but she's not satisfied. 
I'm like, how are you not satisfied? You know, I mean, here you are. You could be a model for any magazine, any book, any company. You are you are the number one real estate agent in Wyoming. You you drive a 2024 year old Mustang, a 2024 Mustang. How are you not satisfied? I mean, you have everything. You have everything. So, you know, that non-satisfaction come with age. You know, to reverse the question back to you, they're not satisfied or they're not satisfied because of the age plateau that they're in. I mean, because does does a 50-year, like like Amy, 54 years old, does she want the same thing that my daughter does who's 30? Absolutely not. So the level of satisfaction is different, you know. So I think it's age-driven with the women and not being satisfied because at 22, 23, you don't know what the hell you want. You just don't. I mean, you just don't. You're just now paying the rent. You're just now making your own damn car payment. At 30, all, all you give a shit about is making as much money as you can and, and getting every materialistic thing in, in, in the world you want. At 54, like Amy and I, we're ready to hang it up and call it quits. We don't give a shit. <laughs> so, you know, but to to say that they're never satisfied, I think it's based off of their age. I just do. And I think once once you once you start thinking about retirement, you know, and, and I say retirement, if you're 25, if you're 30, if you're if you're working a job where you're paying a 401k or a simple IRA or an aggressive IRA, whatever, and you're kind of thinking about retirement, but when you get to the 45 year age plateau and the 50 year, and you're really thinking about retirement, what is left to be satisfied? So I just think it's age driven with the satisfaction part. Of it. Now, if you're a man in that relationship. And you've been through all those satisfaction levels from 20 to 30 to 40 to 50. You did. And you survived it. <laughs> you need a fucking parade, man. <laughs> you need a parade, dude, because you went, you went through the trenches with that shit. Yeah, right. They're going to tell you all the things you didn't do right. <laughs> yeah, but you could have done it. The satisfaction is based off. That you know, not being completely satisfied is based off age, off of their age and their maturity. So I could be wrong, but that's what no, I believe. It's, it's it's opinion question. So like, if everybody's right. offended, whatever you found something you need to work through. Um, I think it's a good answer as far as that goes. It can be definitely age related, and that goes for almost all of us too. Like mm -hmm. what I wanted when I was eighteen is different than when I'm in my forties. It's not the same. Category. Completely different. Completely different, isn't it? Yeah, it's very. And so like, it's a good answer. I think that's a good answer, especially for ladies. And I, I think they won't completely disagree, especially women who are um, older and have more wisdom will be able to go like, no, I can at least identify that's different for me now. So that's fair. Right. Um, I have a positive version of never satisfied. Is it uh, is it going to be a little more traditional? Probably. But I believe that the reason throughout history, because remember, burden of performance wasn't put on women until just our, our almost our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Like it before, like, you know, even leave it to beaver and all that shit. Being a stay at home mother was a highly honorable position. It was. It was. This, it wasn't like, oh, you're just a mom. It was like respected. Also, I do believe that um, combinations of technology have really complicated being a stay, stay at home mom. That's maybe a different topic where like 
what used to be like hand washing clothes or really like cooking dinner, like really like chopping all the things and doing the work for has turned into one button or peel off the plastic. Yeah. Right. You know, and I agree. So that's really taken away from a lot of the value that goes into like, you know, doing that job. So that's also maybe been a part of like the, the technology has taken away a lot of the, the nobility to it. But, you know, aside from that element, the never satisfied part to it, I think that that was there to be encouraging to your spouse and your partner. I think part of hypergamy is that you choose a man who has high potential. You know, like he has the ability to do great things. Mm-hmm. And part of a woman's role, when I work with women, I'm like, what do you want your job to be? They actually really enjoy being a solid support. It does feel fulfilling and good to like build your man and make sure he is good. Mm-hmm. You know, the burden of performance has put a large toll on this generation of women and a very small percentage of women are actually pulling it off without having, um, you know, issues come up from all the stress that comes to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, being burden of beauty and burden of performance is, I do not envy that job at all. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. difficult to do. And so with the never satisfied system, I think it was supposed to be to help push in a very positive, encouraging, cheering way, your guy way past any potential limit he would have chosen for himself. The reason why is us guys are pretty happy when we check all the boxes. Everybody eat, we're all full. That's it. Everybody's safe, we're all safe. Nice. Is the house working? No leaks. Yes. Like you're going through and like, do we have cars? We have them. Yes. Like all my boxes. Good sex, good sex, baby. Yes. That's it. All, all my boxes are checked. What do we do now? <sighs> Let's enjoy the fruits of our labor. And now that I have accomplished, I'm going to chill out for a little while. Now an unsatisfied woman's going to go, baby, I know you did good. I know That's you it. Did good. Now comes her check box. I think we can get more. I think you've got more in you, baby. And That's I believe it. in you. I think you could take it to the next level. You're like, do we need the next level? It was like, no, I just know you can do it. You're like, yeah, I guess maybe I could do it. Let's get the next level together, baby. Okay. You know what? Maybe we can next level this shit. Let's do that. And I think an unsatisfied, healthy version of that mm-hmm. will help build your family up. Because remember, and this is something I would challenge, our guys are natural givers. Right. I don't believe women are natural receivers. You know, I'm not trying to push polarization, but even the physical design of it all, men are the giver, women are receivers. That's just how right. we build. That's also why if you look financially, his money is my money and my money is my money. That's not give mentality. That's take mentality. But guys are the givers, in which case, right. if she builds her man up, everything he gets goes to her. So it's in her best interest to build up a good man in a healthy it is. way. Which means never being satisfied will help him break through his potential barriers that he would stop at complacency for winning. Because winning is the worst thing that can happen to us. Because, well, now that I won, what am I fighting for? Right, exactly. Well, she's like, baby, get me more. Think so? Yeah, we got this. Yeah, the Toyota, so turn, the, the Toyota turns into a BMW, the... 2,000 square foot house is a 3,500 square foot house. You know, the, the mop turns into a 
the electric sweeper. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where that's built in because uh, times were so tough before yeah. that for a guy to achieve his potential, there required a good team. I believe that's in there for a healthy thing. What has it turned into today? Nagging, complaining, disposable relationships. Uh, I can always just get better. Uh, swipe right. right, dating sites, uh, DMs right. blowing up, uh, getting uh, social media attention. And you're like, man, this can also go really bad if we go the other way. But I believe it's built in to be positive. But not trained, this turns into a very toxic woman. Right. I agree with that. I got a whole list of these, man. Like, like there's a whole bunch of these things I have for our ladies that look like this, where you're like, these are right. They are there. They worry more than guys do. There's more worry in them. Well, is that good or bad? Well, sometimes we miss shit because we're overconfident. Right. <laughs> right. So it may be a good idea to pay attention. Fair enough. That could go wrong. You're not wrong. Right. You're like, no, I think that if I put this here, that'll heat it up faster. The baby that may blow the whole house up. That actually could blow the whole house up. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, didn't don't do that, that. Right. You're right. Fair enough. Like, so I've got I've got some theories on this, but it's it's cool to play that game. Um, aside from going this direction, what would you just say? Like, man, I got some experience advice from me and me and Amy. If we could just tell people, like, guys, do this shit. You won't argue so much. Like, you know, help people. What would you help people with to remember? Yeah, you know. You know, the one thing I want to say to anybody, you know, because, you know, we're, uh, on our TikTok page, we get a lot of, I wish, yeah, probably our followers are probably 75% females, and they are. And, you know, they relate to our relationship. And, you know, to answer your question is, is put that person first. I mean, just do. Put it first. You know, you know, there. You know, everybody has everybody has a different love language, and, and and they do. And I didn't really understand that till about eight years ago. I didn't. Um, but the one thing that I could tell people is that nothing comes first in this entire world except Amy. They just don't. It just don't. I don't give a damn what it is. If I'm having a shitty day at work, I look at my phone. There's her picture, and I just take a I just take a little breath for a second. Um, you know, marriage couples. You know, a lot of our comments on our page are, you know, you do this, mine doesn't do this. I wish mine did this. I wish mine did that. I wish mine did this. I would. You're so this. You're so that. Well, I'm not so that. That's just who I am, and who you married is who he is. Once you change that person, then he's not who you married. And so, and that goes both ways. I mean, I love Amy today the same amount of love that I have for her the first day I told her that. It didn't change. And I, I do that because she has, like, like you said earlier, built me up. And vice versa, you know, you know, Amy's a highly sought out medical professional in our community and she has them fucked up days and she does. 
you know, she can't tell me names and stuff because of HIPAA, but she has them fucked up patients and fucked up days and doctors and nurses, the techs. And, uh, you know, my job is to lift her up. My job is to say, hey, look here, you walk through this door, that hospital shit is done. You know, you're not assuming another role. You're leaving that one at that fucking front door. And, you know, we have fun with each other. We never, ever, never, ever disrespect each other. And we just don't. I never talk down to her. She never talks down to me. I mean, we. what's weird about mine and her relationship is that we are so fucking polar opposites. And I say that because I work days. She works nights. I sleep with my wife two weeks out of a year. Now, most people don't have that part in their relationship. Most people just, you know, the normal 40 hours, sleeping in the bed every night. But the one thing I can say is, the one thing I can say is, love that person, show that person that you love that person, and make that person number one. There's no, fuck them kids. I got a big platform on our thing. It says, fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. The wife and the husband comes first. If you're starving, starve together. If you're if you're eating steak, eat steak together. If you're having a flat tire, have a flat tire together. You know, it's just once you realize. So, somebody told me about six years ago that they didn't believe in soulmates, and I looked at that. I was like, "What? You don't believe in a soulmate?" Like, Hell no. You know, when you found the right person, I was like, uh, uh-uh. she says, when you find your version of fucked up. And I thought about that for a second. I said, well, can you explain that? Yep. And that person said, when they know all your downfalls, they know all your triggers, they know all your secrets, they know all your triggers, your happiness, what motivates you and, and vice versa, you have found your version of fucked up and you'll be happy ever after. Here we are, Amy and I. Yeah, thank you. But I just, you know, it's, 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 we don't work at our marriage. I think, and, and I learned this about 10 years ago. Once you start tr- working at a marriage, it's the day it starts failing because you're pretending. Oh. I heard that shit, Rick, and it, I, I, I was floored by that. I was like, what? And I thought about it. Once you start working at a marriage and it doesn't come natural, you are starting the, that part to go away. You're pretending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once and you I, betray the authenticity of the relationship, mm-hmm. then you start yep. having to work for it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was some serious shit that dude told me one day. And and I'm who I am. I'm, I'm who I am in the morning. I get out of bed hyper as hell. And when I crash, shit. It's like the Titanic. It's gone. <laughs> but between then, I'm full steam ahead of Amy. Everything that I do revolves around her. Everything I do. And, you know, I think once a child sees that, once a stepchild sees that, once our grandkids, and we have three of them who are very cognizant about what's going on in our lives, once they see that, Mimi and Pop are good, you know, mom and Amy are good, or mom and Scott are good. You know, dad and Amy are good. Um, and I think once they see that, 
it's a good thing. And so that's what I would, you know, that, that's what I would say. Um, find your version of fucked up and, uh, love like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that a lot. Well said. Feel free to use it. It's not copyrighted. <laughs> no, no, we're definitely posting that and I'm claiming all of it. You claim it all. <laughs> claim it. I don't care. I'm just going to dub it with my voice. I got you. That's no, it. Dub with your voice. That's it. Yeah. Just give no, me a shout out. <laughs> that's pretty beautiful. Yeah. And it's a good foundation. It's also a good reminder too, that we train our people how to love us. And yeah. um, we have like a 50, 50 following. It's really weird. I, I show people our, our um, algorithms. We're like about, 335,000 or something. I don't even know mm-hmm. the numbers. I don't even run it. Um, we have a bunch of people follow us and it's 50, 50 half men, half really? women. It's 50 right down the damn middle. It's amazing. Wow. And, uh, people are like, how did you pull that shit off? Especially since I'm a men's, uh, a men's expert. And I'm like, right. don't, I fucking know, man. I don't know. But, uh, it's one of those things. It's a reminder that we, uh, we train our people how to love us. We train them. We train them. And so if they're like, you do what I wish my husband would do. Well, you trained him how to love you. That's it. That's it. How much do you reward him for good behavior and how much do you complain and nag him? You trained him how to love you. Mm-hmm. And if you were right for good behavior, he would do the same things. The same as that thing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, you're right with that is that, you know, you're taught how to love that person. You are because people love differently. You know, and, and they do. You know, I may have loved one woman differently than I did this one, and this one, then this one. And here I'm thinking, if I didn't love her this way, and I go love this woman this way, that one failed, so I'm going to change it. And then this one here, I'm going to change this one. What the fuck am I doing wrong? You know, and mm-hmm. then, I mean, it was us, you know. I, I, I hate, I won't say it again, I promise, but I found my version of fucked up. Yeah, it's a win. Bro. I did. That's mm-hmm. That's that's fun that your goal is find your version of fucked up and fuck those kids. Fuck them kids, yeah. <laughs> Just so I can make sure what that means, because like like uh, it can easily be misconstrued. Fuck right. Those kids. What do you mean, fuck those kids? What do you mean by that? Well, uh, um, <laughs> kids, you know, that's what started kind of our popularity a little bit with with our page. Um, because them some bitches want everything. They want it then. They don't care. They don't care whose fucking phone bill it is. They don't care whose fucking rent it is. They don't oh, no. care if you're on their insurance. Uh, them some bitches don't care. I love them. I love them with all my heart. And I'm like you. You need me to bleed for you? Cut me. But mm-hmm. damn. Uh, I mean, really? You don't even say thank you afterwards. That's <laughs> it. I, I bought you dinner and, and you're on your fucking telephone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you would pay your light bill again? Fuck. Yeah, so I mean, so you know, uh, our platform was it started the popularity of, of, of FTK, and um, uh, it was basically, hey, we have grown a kid, we have we have grown kids, but fuck them. I mean, they are just <laughs> complete. They 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 cost more money when they move out than they do when they're leaving with you. What? Don't, don't even, don't mess with me, man. I'm getting excited. We got one going to college next year. Let me, Liz, let me tell you something. Oh, man. Ne- ne- never let them move out. Never. What, never. What, what's about to happen to me, Scott? Well, let's see here. Give me my um, psychic reading. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you a psychic reading. Um, <laughs> if, you, if, if you're still paying the cell phone bill, you'll keep paying it. 
If you're okay. still on that insurance, you'll still be paying it. Um, the health insurance, you'll still be paying it. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Um, the debit card or credit card that is an uh, authorized user, that shit's not going away. Hell no. Uh, -uh. um, it's, it's, it's the, it's the one thing that pisses me off about those kids who are getting ready to move out like yours is, is them fuckers say, I know. Mm, I they know. Sure, they sure yeah. do. Uh, hey, don't do that. Oh, I know. And then when the I know happens and the fucking consequences come in, guess who they fucking call? <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey, Scott. I told you people don't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's all, it's all of the, it's all of the lessons that we have tried to teach them through that. 17 through 21 year of age and <laughs> that they just like, okay, they're good. And then you're like, oh, like you, you're like, oh, see, here we go to college. We're kind of sad. We were throwing a fucking party. I'm not sad. No, don't oh. listen. I'm, I've already got the balloons blown up. Don't get me. <laughs> I'm ready to I'm, go. I've already I got mean, plans for that room. <laughs> we, got the last, we got the last one out and he was he was in a rental house. He was causing problems in a rental house. Wouldn't pay his bills. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, man. I mean, just give me a fucking break. But I mean, it's 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 you know it's it's the things that we teach them mm -hmm. that we think they got, and they do the complete opposite. They don't got. Listen, they don't. They don't. Scott. They don't. Scott, you're coming from just life experience. Imagine. Having a dad who's a behavior, human behavioral expert. I, I call psychic readings on these motherfuckers like months in advance. I'm like, most likely going to do this. They're probably going to do this. That boy is probably going to do this. Don't be surprised if they do that. What do their parents do? Oh, don't, this is most likely what's going to happen. And you know what's even more frustrating? I have like a 99.9% .9 success rate. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. How fun is it when like, wow, I'm right again. Like they yeah, it, hate it. I got teenage girls. They hate it. I call boyfriends when they're going to break up with them like two months before. I'm like, that's bad behavior hon. you got to watch out. They're like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. And then he's breaking up because he needs to work on himself. And I'm like, does he? Does yeah, he know that kind correct. of guy has already got a girlfriend? No, he's, he's working on himself. I'm like, okay, well, that seems unlikely, but let's, you know, pretend. And then we'll see him a week later holding another girl's hands. I'm like, is he still working on himself or is that me wrong again? <laughs> and, 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 you know, you, you, you hit the nail on the head about predicting what's going to happen. You know, I mean, I, I mean, two months ago, you know, we told our daughter, look, you're tired. Well, you're tired. Fucked up. Don't, don't be fucking dicking around. Go get some tires. Mm -hmm. Four days later, don't, please don't say nothing to me. What, what, baby, what happened? Uh, I'm on the side of the interstate. You got a fucking flat tire, don't you? Please don't say nothing to me. <laughs> I went over there, took care of it, didn't say nothing to her, but it's just, so yeah, so, you know, that's what to expect. Um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's, it's just that initial 21 through 24. Age that just, you know, how can you be so fucking dumb? What's going on in their head? Their jobs. I, we've been trying to do a little differently. And so um, I've been really trying to be like, listen, I, I am uh, understanding your development into independence. 
I we tried to wean them off, and so I was like, "All right, you're about thirty percent bills now, and now we're going to take you up. You're going to next notch of bills pretty soon. You're going to be independent." How'd that work out for you? This so far, it's working. We got mm-hmm. like they're they're working more. They're doing their jobs. She's doing her things. Like so far, going that direction. I know the middle one is going to probably be the one who's like, "Let me keep doing the credit card thing." Like that's mm-hmm. the one who I'm like, "Oh, you, oh, we're doing adult games." Well, we'll give you more adult responsibility and more adult privileges. Uh, you have to pay all of these and all of these. And so we push our girls into the independence real hard. Mm-hmm. So like we, one of our girls, she was playing sports and she got a mild concussion and she uh, drove herself to the doctors and paid her own copay. And before we oh, even wow. knew it happened, we were, <laughs> we're like, right. where are you? Where are we were live? Actually, when we found out. <laughs> We were getting the messages, and we're like, where are you? She's like, I had to the doctors, and we're like, what? And so we ended our last life, and uh, we went to the doctors because she went and took care of all her own stuff. We were like, well, Congratulations, well, chick. Well, hey. well done. That's our girl. Way to go. So we really push the effort on independence. Right. But they don't know yet what they don't know. And so they taught me. I've got, remember, uh, these are the three, the three teenagers. i got five females in this house and me. So I'm outnumbered every day. Every so, day. Every day. It's a, it's a lose-lose situation, isn't it? I already know. And so <laughs> and so for those of you out there who are like, I'm, you're in my prayers. Like, right. listen, it's already a lose every day for me in here. But they taught me a long time ago that being right is stupid. And so um, I just wait around with the med kit now. I'm like, the stove will burn you if you touch it. Yep. I didn't say don't touch it. I just said... The stove's going to burn you when you touch it. And then I'll sit there with the med kit like, who's going first? Right. They're like, we're not going to do that. You know we're not going to. I'm like, I'm just going to leave the med kit right here on the counter. I'm going to go in the other room where I cannot see anybody. Leaving this here. Can't see anybody. You girls, I know you'll make the right choices. And then in the middle of the night, ah! And I'm like, who needs there you a go. med kit? Man, who needs a med kit, right? I knew you were going to touch it. Did all, Did at least your sisters watch you touch it? And they're like, we we told her not. We told her not to do it. We knew. <laughs> we knew. I'm like, you learned, right? Look at the burns. You learned. Right. We did a good job. All right, let's right. bandage that up. I, I didn't say don't. I just know you're going to. They taught me being right is stupid, so I just wait right. to be wrong. That's it. Just wait <laughs> to be like, wrong. There you go. It's interesting, yeah. Having having this game with the kids, I'm not looking forward to what you just said, though. They cause more outside. Like, man, we've been trying to wean them off. What are you talking about? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, teenagers. It's a uh, it's a tough life, though. I, I have to remember, and this is something for all of you out there who have teenagers. Teenagers hard. You got to remember, it is. it's hard. It, everything's changing, especially if you got like 12, 13 year olds. Remember, before you go this fucking little asshole, before you do that, that is like one of the hardest years uh, for both boys and girls. It's one of the toughest years. Everything's changing. Hormones are through the roof. It's really difficult. Don't be mean to your teenagers. They're going to be mean to you. But have the fortitude to remember, instead of calling them names, remember, like, 13 is hard. 14 is hard. And it's harder for them because of the power of the cell phone. It just is. I mean, the biological part is hard. I mean, just the foundation of it. But once you get 
driven into social media and you're seeing everything, it just makes it so much more difficult for those 13-year-olds. I mean, look, somebody asked me the other day, would you go back and be 21 again? I was like, you're an idiot. I would never go back and be 21 again. Wait, I just do, couldn't. I get, do I get to keep my mind? Oh, oh. Oh, if, you, just, if you put this brain in a 21 year old's body, different I'm story. Be, I'll be different rocking story. that shit at 21. Different story. Yeah, different you story. Give me 21 year old youth with this wisdom. I'm going to fuck some shit up. Hell yeah. But I mean, going <laughs> back in 20, 21 and ignorant with the brain of 21, you couldn't make no. me do that shit all over again. I wouldn't mind having some years back in my life, but I was yeah. ignorant and, and I was overseas during all that shit during 21. But uh, I couldn't do that shit again. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll take youth with wisdom. I'm yeah. just not going to go back to the youth being wasted on the young. I'm not going to go exactly. back to that, that nonsense. Exactly, anymore. exactly. It's a it's an interesting part, but yeah, love on your kids. Uh, it's it's a rare job. You've had them all move out. The empty nest thing's a real thing. Who struggled yeah. more? Is that her or is that you? Uh, Amy. Yeah, the empty nest. Yeah, legit for the ladies. Yeah, but, and I think. And I, and I think because of the nurturing part, you mm-hmm. know, you know, as fathers, you know, we're trying to build them up to, you know, say, hey, look, this is what we have, what we got, what we do, what we provide, um, the structure. You know, I was taught at a younger age and I thought it was kind of cool. You know, I was taught to cook. I was taught to wash clothes. I was taught to iron. I was taught to um, just, just kind of be a neat person. Mm-hmm. My sister was taught to change the oil in the car, uh, change the tire, change the change, change the um, the string on the weed eater, and and, and the two the two philosophies the two philosophies philosophies behind that for the for me never depend on a woman for these things. The other one never depend on a man for these things. Hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of interesting. That was back in the you know we're talking we're talking the early eighties. You know, and then, uh, um, you know, that's where we had access to, to anything that we have access now where something goes wrong. You just YouTube the shit out of it. But um, but uh, it's tough being it, it's tough being that age. And I just can't, you know, like you said, don't don't be hard on the kids. You know, they're going through a, a, a you know, a mental mind game that you, their own self right now. But uh, it was hard on Amy, though, for her to. Let them kids go out. So, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough for her. It's really tough too. The internet. I think uh, if I have to look forward, if I'm looking from like the psychology point of view on this, I believe if we look into future generations and they go, "Wait, you were giving little kids like you were giving this to a child? Like, are you out of your fucking mind? Do you know what right. this thing does to kids' brains? You can't do that. Are you crazy? Right. Like, I think the future us will look back. Like, you might as well have just given them guns and bazookas. Like, yeah. what do you? What'd you give them that for? That'll mess them all up. And it mm-hmm. did. Um, I watched really closely the studies, and this stuff has been happening for a while now. Um, you know, the the studies on what social media does to children, it has an effect on boys. It is destroying girls. I bet so. Yeah, because there's so there's so many different things out there that a girl has to be. And I didn't mean to interrupt, but if a girl's on social media and and she's 14 and she sees this other girl who's 14, how come I can't look like her? How how come I can't be like this? How come I don't look like her? Why don't I look like that? And 
Yeah, I'm just the, I'm glad the comparison I, <laughs> curse is in every single woman I've worked with, and it's somewhere around like right when they start developing. So wow. like eleven to twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and you even more uh ironic is whenever I help women break the curses for these comparison curses or self-worth or self-esteem curses, they were all put there by another woman. Mm. That's an yeah. interesting thing. When I have to go like, who put that there? And it was mom or my aunt. Wow, or my wow. Step, or my friend. Or now we got social media. And remember, when we grew up in like, you know, the 80s, when we were growing up, well, your comparison circle was like school or community or work, you know, and you were limited to maybe at most a, a couple thousand people. The well, most. Now, now, now it's billions of people. Billions. It's global. Mm-hmm. It's the point zero zero one percent, And you can't compete with global. You can't. You like can't. the hottest mm-hmm. chick in Brazil, the hottest chick in Russia, the hottest chick in Japan. And here you are, 14 years old in middle school going, I don't look like any of this. Right. Like, and so well, now how you- is she supposed to compete? And then that's the attention they're getting and all these things. And I feel like I'm not good enough. These comparisons are put in there young guys. Don't give as much of a crap. What's even more dangerous is uh, girls do reputation demolition for bullying and cyber bullying for girls. It's not even close what they Mm. do to each other than what boys do. It's not even close. physical with with bullying. Um, Cyber bullying is off the charts for girls. They create um, anonymous accounts and demolish a girl. Sure demolish and remember the whole wet socks thing like what would you rather have somebody push you into a locker or someone decimate who you are as a person Hmm. which one do you think is worse would you Uh, rather the push into the locker or someone destroy your soul forever yeah shove my ass in a locker i'm getting out of it and that's why and that's why we're seeing the psychological effects on the boys are not even close to the psychological effects in the girls. Right. Social media, I believe, is go is the weapon against women. It is. And this is this is my my hypothesis. I, I'm putting it out there because it does create a a an inability to be authentic because of the highest levels of comparison across the world. Right. And the burden of beauty is still on them, and they're comparing themselves to everyone. Right. It, it's impossible. Yeah. I it's just, impossible. Uh, I couldn't be a female in today's world uh, if if I'm social media driven. I just they, couldn't. They I just all couldn't. are, though. They, yeah. It's like because, remember, they need acceptance and approval, yeah. mostly right. by other women, not by mm-hmm. the boys, mostly by mm-hmm. other women. And the way you get that is you have to have certain apps, you have to have certain, um, you know, popularity, certain likes, certain types of posts. Right, right. Listen, we've talked to our girls about this. We've even removed the cer- certain apps. We're like, this is so unhealthy. I think Snapchat is one that we yeah. do. It's yeah, a it's one of the unhealthy mi- app. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very, very you know, much. And so. we've caught our girls like doing very unhealthy things with these apps because they're designed to do so and there are no defenses because the social pressures are off the charts i'm I'm putting it out there and i'll even put in like there's the teenage boys if you guys think that like you have a your boy is on the up and up um there's a few things your boys are using their phone for uh it's sports video games hanging with friends and mostly pornography. Mm-hmm. It's just a mobile porn hub for your little dude, just in That's case you're curious. Is. He's looking yeah. at every weird thing he can. Now, 
I was studying the pornography effect. It's not as devastating as people want to make it out to be, except for maybe the women don't want to compete. They just want to win elements. So don't look at other women. So I need to control that element. Mm -hmm. But I was looking at like the psychological effects where it doesn't really fuck dudes up that much. Like they'll look at that thing and they'll go, okay, cool. It's kind of like, I like, I like that pizza, but that pizza didn't define me. Like I, I, I liked it, but I'm good. I moved on. Like it's that kind of thing where most of it's an effect until it gets into like extremes, mm-hmm. like addiction, sure. or it gets right. into like I just I can't stop doing it every day. Like, right. You know, then it gets into extremes. But that's anything. Even if I took too much aspirin, I fucking die. So like anything extreme is going to have an issue. But for the most part, like the psychological effect is like very minimal. Like the guys mm-hmm. aren't. They still do their jobs and they still go do their things and they're not in depression and they're not their anxiety is not through the roof. And if anything, it's got more medicinal benefits than it has not because of oxytocin and stress relief and shit. So you're like, "Eh, that's a trickier argument. I know you just don't like it, but it by itself isn't doing half as much damage as social media is to our girls. Hmm. And I'm like, so which one of social media is better than porn? It's like, not if we look at what's happening because kid watching porn isn't suicidal, but this girl on social media is. Mm-hmm. And that's scarier. This mm-hmm. kid, she can't sleep and she's not taking care of herself because of social media. He jerked off four times a day. <laughs> Which one should right. we be trying to stop? <laughs> exactly. Right. Hey, um, Rick, I, I have to cut my time short. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I just got some Husband things I got to take care of. It's, it's time for Amy to go to work. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of husband things, yeah, you go Speaking get of it, husband buddy. things, right. Go yeah. So, it, I, buddy. <laughs> I've enjoyed my time with you today, and uh, I, I, it, it's been great knowing you, meeting you, talking with you, learning from you. I, and, and I've learned a lot from you today. And uh, um, I, I hope we can chat again soon. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be in touch, man. It's such an honor. Awesome, Thank dude. you, Scott. Awesome. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, man. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Click on the button and you can become the hero in your own story. It's time to start making the choices to change. And the evolution that you're going to do begins with choosing the next step. This is the way. And together, we're always stronger.